0: And hey, I'm the dude. If you want to get your hands on some Hey Bartender Podcast merchandise, all you have to do is go to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and you can find all sorts of Hey Bartender t-shirts and other stuff and just some t-shirts with some wise-ass remarks on them. Kind of cool. But just remember, head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and use the checkout code Hey Dude to get 10% off your entire order. Yes, 10% off your entire order. Go there now. Wait, not now. We're about to start the show.
1: Hey Bartender. I
0: love her, Welcome back to Hey Bartender. Hey bartender. This is a podcast to and for the people of the service industry. And you know what? Let's add their customers to it, too. Uh, Sit back, relax, enjoy yourself. Welcome to the bar. You know what? Let's talk about tonight's drink special. Uh, Tonight's drink special, we're going to call the Surfing Bastard. I got this off of Liquor.com. A little bit about the Surfing Bastard cocktail. So many classic cocktails are born in... In the bars of great hotels, originally conceived as a hangover cure by the bar staff at Cairo's Shepherd's Hotel, this bourbon and gin-based drink has been around for 70 years. To adjust the potency or get to jump on tomorrow's hangover, simply increase or decrease the amount of ginger ale. How you make this thing? Uh, One shot of bourbon, one shot of dry gin, half a shot of lime juice, two dashes of bitters, and fill it to the top with ginger ale. Uh, Liquor.com suggests that you, uh, before you put the ginger ale in, you shake and strain everything else before you put it into a Collins glass, and then uh, fill a uh, Collins glass filled with ice, and then fill it up with ginger ale. Uh, the people that talk about it say that it's very fruity, citrusy type of, uh type of drink and uh i guess it was kind of a hangover cure back in the day Uh, and it says, uh i mean like it said to adjust the potency uh on the hangover just change the amount of ginger ale you put in there so kind of trick the customer you know be deceitful bartenders be deceitful god yes we're deceitful and i mean man but deceitful in an entertaining way or maybe not you know, anything we can do to uh, do to help us along with our lives. Am I right? I mean, there was a period of time, yes, where I was a little bit light when it came to uh, getting tips. So I, would you know, kind of, you know, uh, wouldn't say harass, but kind of throw a, a little hint in the ears of the video poker players and say when they come up after getting a royal flush or getting a big jackpot of some kind i'd always say something like hey you know your bartender's your best friend and you know hoping that they would you know give me a little percentage off the top of whatever they won and yeah yeah that was kind of desperate yeah but hey come on i needed to make money so anyway how y'all doing tonight you know what tonight uh since I took the time last episode to talk about the perpetual nice guy syndrome. You know, it's only fair to give the women a, a little bit of time on this show. Now, uh, if I sat back and told you everything I know about women, this podcast would not exist in this universe because I know jack shit when it comes to women. Uh, you see, I'm not the type of bartender that would, you know, kind of co- Talk a woman in, uh, in going back to his place, or you know, I'm too shy, that sort of thing. I mean, part of the idea of this podcast is for me to come out a little, a little bit out of my shell and meet some really cool bartenders and servers. in, in the meantime, I mean, first of all, you know, I gotta give you guys some props out there. Uh, I don't know if any of you listeners got onto the Facebook page. Uh, if you don't, please join me on the Facebook page. It's uh, the Hey Bartender Podcast. And But I put this post up uh, a little over a week ago. And it's a meme of a woman uh, holding up her arms, showing her muscles. And it says, bills paid, kids fed, gas tank full. I'm a bartender. And I've had almost 300 likes, uh, 11 shares, and, you know, people sending it to other people, you know what, that is awesome. Thank you so much for uh, showing, giving me a reaction on the podcast uh, webpage and, you know, uh, leaving a comment here or there. And, uh, you know, I'm just so happy that all you people agree, you know, that bartender is able to get their shit done get keep their lives together and still work in a bar. I mean you know, bartending, you know, you get there there's this one time I uh I I was serving this customer. Now this is a point in my bartending career when I was just bartending one night a week just for the extra scratch. And this guy, he was sitting at a table and he was sitting there acting like a big shot. And he says, Hey, you know what? You come and work for me at my company. We're not going to start. We can't start you out too high. You won't get medical benefits for at least six months. But once you, uh, once you reach six months, you get a little bit of a raise and uh, you get your medical benefits and, you know, you should come work for us over there instead of being just a bartender. And, You know, sit back and think about that fellow bartenders and servers. When somebody says that you're just a bartender or just a server, doesn't that piss you off? I mean, come on, have a little bit more respect. It's like Ryan Reynolds said in the movie Waiting, never fuck with people who handle your food. Now, I I didn't screw with this dude's drink, but what I did tell him was that he didn't know. I only worked there once a week just to pretend I had a social life to make a couple extra bucks on the side. I was working another job. And so I said, you know what? I appreciate the offer, but I only do this once a week just for fun. I already have another job where I make $6 more than what you just told me. My medical benefits went into effect my first day and so did my 401k. So, thanks anyway, but I don't need that job. Oh, and wait a minute. At that job, I read a little article in a magazine that said that the company you work for is actually cutting off that, uh, that section. They're not going to do that anymore. So good luck, I guess. And he didn't have anything to say to me anymore after that. And, uh, the woman that was sitting next to him well, her face is turning purple because she was laughing uh trying to hold in laughter as much as she could because i guess he this might have been their first date or something like that and he was trying to act like a big shot you know talk to the bartender hey you know i know this guy who knows a guy just call give him a call tell him that you know me and you know we'll uh set you up with something good what do you say and i threw it back in his face you know besides um even if I was still a bartender, the wage that he quoted me, I would have made way more as a bartender. Yeah, but as a bartender, you don't have medical insurance. So that probably would have been worth the extra, uh, worth the pay cut. But like I said, I'm not here to talk about that sort of thing. I'm here to talk about the women that used to come into my bar. Like I said, I'm. Kind of when I worked behind the bar, I was kind of introverted. I didn't talk a whole lot and it was all about slinging drinks for me. I was just, what do you need? Here you go. What do you need? Here you go. Give me money. Give me money. What do you need? Here you go. And I wasn't, you know, I didn't do the bartender flair really that like Tom Cruise did in Cocktail or anything like that. And I wasn't one of those type of guys that hit on the women constantly because, you know, let's be honest. Uh, there's a lot of guy bartenders out there that just do it to meet women and truth being told. Yes. I thought that would be a great way for me to meet women. And I met a lot of great women, but you know, when my mind was more on working yeah, you know, I was in work mode, you know, I kind of, uh, I would talk to them, but then they'd go home, and uh, I never sat back and thought. Like One dude bartender once told me that uh, he would often leave the bar as soon as she did, go over to her place, they'd knock it out, and then he'd get up and leave, then clean up the bar because um, and make sure the bar was clean before his boss got there the next morning. Otherwise, he would have gotten in serious trouble. See, I never did that. I took my responsibilities uh Of working first, and I'm not saying that the other guy was a bad guy for it. You know, some of you women out there, God, God, what a pig! Um, the other guy, not me, but you know, I just would always assume, you know, once the girl gets home, I'm she's going to be tired, or once I'm off work, she's going to be tired, or she's going to be asleep. It'll be a complete waste of time. So, screw it, and. So, yeah, but the women that came in my bar, I mean, I can uh, tell you about them from the bartender's point of view. And it's just like the different personalities alone from each single woman could probably fill up volumes of text because well, nobody in this world's exactly the same. But it it's just mind-blowing that uh some people i'm gonna i'm gonna generalize this in all people not just women can change day to day week to week month to month even minute to minute when alcohol is involved so let's get started here first set of uh women that i'm going to talk about yeah well it was a group of women uh in the bar that I worked at, there was a uh, Russian community that was just slightly south of the town that I worked in. And they would frequent the bars in, the, uh, in that town all the time. These women were always really friendly. They always smiled. And, you know, I, I never, ever, ever had a problem with them. But these women uh, were interesting to say the least, because yes, they were always friendly. They were always dressed up. They always looked really pretty. And automatically when they walked in, they would capture the attention of every guy in the place. Yes, they were pretty. A couple of them had huge tracks of land. Those of you who watch Monty Python will understand that joke. And so guys... Would be constantly saying, "Hey, send her a drink, send her a drink," and I'd walk over and go, "That guy sent you a drink at the bar," and these guys would have it in their head that you know, send them enough drinks, and then all of a sudden, I'm going to look like Jason Momoa or you know, well, back at that time, it was probably George Clooney or Matt Damon, one of those guys, and uh, but these Russian girls could handle their alcohol better than anybody I've ever seen. And they'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. The girls, uh, were friendly to the guys, but inevitably they would always shut them down because they just weren't interested. And, uh, you know, I made friends with a couple of them, uh, from what I'm told, uh, from one of my bartender colleagues, they were comfortable being around me because I was never, you know, that guy that you know is just like hey show me your tits and i'll give you a free drink uh, it's, i never had the nerve to do that sometimes i wish i did but yeah i just couldn't do it and but the these guys would constantly be filling them with drinks and shooting pool with them and but they didn't care they were never affected by it and sure there was uh one or two times where the girl would end up dating the guy for a little while. But these girls were strong. These girls had standards. And so they wouldn't automatically go home with them or anything like that. Most of the time, they would give the guys blue balls uh, beyond repair. And they would. the guy would just eventually give up. But they never seemed to care. It was just like, okay, yeah, whatever. You gave it your best shot. But uh, I'm moving on now. And I had huge respect for those girls. And uh, from what I'm told, they they liked me just because they felt safe around me. And did I ever do anything to make sure that they stayed safe in the bar? No, they didn't need it. They could handle themselves better than anybody, I, uh, anybody else I ever saw in the bar. But, you know... Th- The strong women that came into the bar that were obviously strong, that could, that have their own careers, that have uh, a good handle on their life. You know, I had a lot of respect for uh, those girls because, you know, they, they were just there. I mean, they 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 weren't there for any reason you know maybe just to be a little bit social maybe he'd just have a little bit of a drink before they head home but you know it it was just they didn't fall for any guy's bullshit and you know you'd walk up and use those really great Will Smith pickup lines like uh yo baby give me your phone number for I don't want it no more or, uh you know, it has got to be illegal to look that good. Somebody call a cop. You know, they never fell for any of that sort of thing. You know, just maybe give a little giggle, maybe talk with them a little bit until uh, they felt like that they were actually talking to the actual guy and not that the what Chris Rock referred to as their representative. And you know, I, I admired those girls like that. But, but, you know, huge, huge, but no, no, I'm not, not physically, metaphorically. Uh, uh, There were women that did generate confidence when they first came into the bar. They would have this air about them at first where they were independent and they didn't need any help, but that would soon change a lot of the time just because you know it like once again you're meeting a representative so the i'm sure most of these women had that idea where they wanted to be in there and say look i don't need a man to help me out in my life i'm doing just fine on my own but as soon as they meet a guy that is somewhat what they had in mind that all changes all of a sudden they become codependent all of a sudden, they, you know, was, are calling them every 10 minutes. Where are you? What are you doing? And I'd see guys go through that all the time. And, you know, there wasn't times where I could give them warning of that. I, it's just like, because I would have fallen for the same thing. Because I kind of like women like that. The women that are in, that can be independent and, you know, not just, you know, expecting somebody to automatically take care of them, uh, as soon as they get together. And, but you know, it's, you know, women can, uh, pull the wool over a guy's eyes like me, uh, just as easy as guys pull the wool over a woman's eyes. But that's just what I observed when I was bartending. I mean, I am not saying all women do this, you know, This is a hard subject to talk about women and still remain politically correct and not get anybody upset. So, if I get some of you upset out there, hey, sorry. But this is just the actual stories that I observed while being a bartender. Can I give you advice on how to to, uh, actually be independent? Can I give guys advice to be able to spot these women that will change all of a sudden on them? No, no, I can't give you any advice on that sort of thing because I have no idea. But it would start out, the woman just like, okay, a guy's talking to me, whatever. But then all of a sudden they start, I don't know, maybe developing feelings for him. Could be possible within a couple hours. And then... Uh, they would just all of a sudden, after three months, the guy would come up to me and say, she moved into my apartment and I didn't realize it. She's just all of a sudden there. And then three months after that, the guy gets tossed out of his apartment. She has the apartment. It it was weird. and, was, and But I don't know. It's tough to tell. I mean, everybody's codependent to a point. I mean, life is ultimately easier when you're going through it with a partner. But when you go out and you find somebody, anybody, and then just all of a sudden say, you're my partner now and you haven't even dated for a month, it that's what throws me off. Because... Some of the women out there they and men can be accused of this too. they some of the women out there got a little overexcited. They dated a guy for two weeks, and all of a sudden, they are serious boyfriend girlfriend and uh, you know and there were also other instances where the girl would come in to the bar meet somebody, and then the next week I would come in and say, uh, they would say, my boyfriend, As I said, you just met the guy last week, and you're already boyfriend, girlfriend? Well, good for you. And Or same story where they met one night, and then the next day they said, I haven't heard from him yet. You think he's one of those guys that does one of those three-day rules? And I said, well, you know, I don't know. It's... He might be. I couldn't tell really tell you. He usually comes in in about an hour, so uh, maybe you, if you stick around, you'll talk to him then. Uh, I I don't know if that would uh, classify as what did, what was it they said in uh, Wedding Crashers a class four clinger. Um, but I uh, I don't know. Isla Fisher is pretty hot. I I wouldn't have it. But anyway, um, you know, but then you meet these other women that go into the bar and have that air about them that says, I need a man. I need a man right now. And they are in all age groups. It's not just the older women. It's not just the younger women, every single age group. It just depends on their lot in life. And, Cause the, sometimes the, it, you know, you got that woman that isn't looking for Mr. Right. They're looking for Mr. Right now. and Or maybe, you know, they are looking for Mr. Right. And the first male that they run across is him. And I've seen it a couple times where, you know, the customer, she'll come in and she'll be dressed okay, you know you know, not to the nines or anything like that. But then all of a sudden, Friday night, my uh, co-worker, she uh, alerted me to this and she goes, oh, she's looking for a man tonight. And I said, what makes you say that? And she goes, she's dressed to look for a man tonight. And she's got the low-cut blouse showing off her incredible tracts of land and her hair is perfect and her makeup is perfect. And then I thought... Yeah, she'll find somebody. Uh whether or not it's going to last, that's her her deal. But uh you know, I, I mean some women go to even farther lengths. I mean, I've only heard about it. I haven't seen it before where like a woman will dress up in what basically could be considered a Halloween costume and go into a bar not on Halloween or even during Comic-Con season. And go into a bar just to get the attention she is dying for. She just really, really, really wants attention. So she'll go in dressed like a Marvel superhero or something like that. And those women that are basically dying for attention, they get it. They get everybody's attention in the bar. And it's to the point where they could basically say, okay, I've decided somebody should come home with me tonight. Any volunteers? And then, you know, watch all the guys stand in line and with their resumes in hand and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I don't really, those type of women kind of scared me, honestly, because when you're, they're dying for that much attention to me, that meant they were extremely high maintenance, and when it comes to high maintenance women, it just depends on how much you want to, how much time and effort you want to invest. It in. is uh, that person worth getting two dozen text messages uh, while you're at work? Is it worth it to make sure that? you, uh, call every night. Is it worth it that you help them, uh, with whatever project that they're doing? Is it worth it that you go over to their place and stay with them or every night or go, or in turn, they come over to your place. Is it worth it for those women that crave attention? That's up to you uh, or that's up to the guy. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, I got to make sure uh, this is kind of tough for me since I'm a guy. And, you know, uh, I'm trying to stay unbiased when it comes to the, uh, talking about this subject. So, yeah, you got uh, got the attention uh, attention women. And you've got the independent women. You got the smart women, too. Smart women are always awesome. I had this one girl that used to come into my bar all the time. Incredibly smart. And she was a server at a restaurant down the way. But the funny thing about her was she could sit there and talk about computer programming. But you get a couple uh, drinks in her and all of a sudden she becomes a dippy blonde. Okay, so you're, you've you got whatever the female equivalent uh, equivalent of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Dr. Jekyll and Mrs. Hyde. Yeah, okay. It's be, um, but not, you know, Smash. Although, even though I've seen that, we'll get into that some other time. But it would bother me, actually, a little bit. Say She's really cute and incredibly smart. But you get a couple drinks in her. And all of a sudden, she becomes really, really dippy. Uh, I don't know. It was one of it was that same girl. I think I talked about her in a previous podcast where she said that she had a stalker. And right in front of God and everybody in the bar, she was talking about this stalker. And she goes, I don't know how he found out that I live in whatever apartment complex it was. And whatever apartment number she lived in. And then I stopped her and I said, um did you listen to yourself right there? And she goes, oh my God, I did it again. Maybe that's how he figured it out. And, you know, we all had a laugh about that. Uh, But, you know, alcohol, you know, it it makes everybody a little stupid. That's probably, well, if if it doesn't make you stupid, it's a great excuse to uh, say when you do something stupid. Oh, sorry, I was drunk last night. Yeah, so... But I I respected her still just because when it all came down to it, she was still pretty careful about herself. She didn't end up getting, uh, she would get approached by guys all the time, but she never, that I could tell, would go home with somebody that she didn't already want to. And, you know, I respect that. Yeah, so good for you, keeping control of yourself, uh, but, you know, personality changes. Yeah, you got to watch for that sort of thing. I mean, it's like that uh, woman that sits at the end of the bar. Uh, So the other girl, when she got a couple drinks in her, she got happy, got a little silly, but it's way, way, way better than that woman that sits at the end of the bar drinking Chardonnay. And... She drinks the first one, she's good. Drinks the second one, she's having a good time. Drinks the third one, balls her eyes out. Feels sorry for herself and her lot in life. Why can't I find a good man? Well, have you ever gone on a date and not drank wine? Or at least stuck with two? In, But of course I never said that because that would have hurt her feelings and, you know... I was mostly concerned about just getting her to stop crying so that everybody else could have a good time at the bar. Which leads me into talking about crazy women at the bar. Yes, the crazy women. And there they do exist. And I'm not going to be one of those guys in this podcast that says all women are crazy. No, not all women are crazy especially after I met this one woman, she came into the bar and she sat at the bar. I really didn't say much to her. She was looking really pretty, uh, and tight, uh, tight sweater on that really showed off the tourist attractions. And she sang karaoke. And after a little while, she asked me, uh, to go up and sing with her. And I said, look, I'm really busy behind the bar right now. I can't go over and sing it. Besides, I never really liked that Stevie Nicks, Tom Petty song. And uh, she would eventually go find another guy to go talk to. But the next guy that she talked to that she was actually able to go do that Tom Petty, Stevie Nicks song with, she started hitting on him and you know uh, started saying, you know, we should get together, we should do this. And he had to go, uh, this is my girlfriend right next to me. And, uh, you know, so thanks anyway, really flattered. And she, then she got mad. Said, well, we just sang together and, you know, we had a good time. Uh, yeah, that 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 happened. Another night, she comes in a little bit uh, late at night and she asks me for the uh, tire iron in my car. And I stopped and thought about it for a second. And I said, um, what kind of car do you drive? And she goes, doesn't matter. I need your tire. And I said, well, it does kind of matter because, you know, uh, not all lug nuts are exactly the same size. And she goes, I'm not going to use it for that. And I thought about it and I said, you know what? No, whatever you're planning on doing with that tire iron, I'm not giving you mine. You can use your own. And she kind of got mad about it, and I found out that she'd went gone on a couple dates with uh, one of the bouncers at another nearby bar that I happened to be friends with. And I, so I kind of walked over and talked to him, and I said, because he came in that night, and I said, um, that girl you went on a date with a couple times, she came in tonight asking for a tire iron. Now. I don't know if she was, what she was going to do about it, but it's probably best that you watch your ass. And he says, wow. Okay. Uh, thanks for the heads up. And then she got mad at me a little bit later because you know, what I do is my business. Well, what you wanted to do with my tire iron automatically became my business. So shut the hell up. And she already had a reputation around that area of being a little bit insane. And uh, one night a guy started hitting on her cause she was just sitting at the bar and uh, he was known for hitting on every single woman that came into the bar and he had a reputation for it. So, but uh, none of us could stop him in time before he took her back to his place and the next morning or not the next morning uh, my next bar shift and I said, hey man how you doing and he goes you know that woman that I went home with the other night and I said, oh God yeah and he goes well she's been calling me a lot and I said you had sex with her didn't you and he goes he says not that night and I said, but the next morning you did and he goes, well, yeah. And I said, well, uh, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Uh, she, you know, you should have talked to me first because she kind of has a reputation. So either, uh, get ready to get married or get, a, get ready to get a restraining order because, uh, let me guess, she's already made a dozen calls to you. And she's asked you to go out tonight, but you can't go out. And so, uh, so what it's so a one and done thing. And uh started chewing your ass out. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, dude, you hit on enough women around this bar and you've gone home with a handful of them. If you haven't gotten gotten one of those women by now. Yeah, uh, it, it's about time you did. And he's just like, well, shit, I don't know what to do. And I said, sorry, man, I can't help you. Yeah, but uh, I don't remember seeing her all that much. No, no, she came in a little bit later uh, with the first guy that I talked to that dated her, the one that I was um, pretty sure that she was going to go smash this car with my tire on. And they had a quiet conversation at the bar and... At one point, I saw him down on one knee. He said he was apologizing, but I was like, oh, God, he's going to marry her. And But uh, I guess he was apologizing up and down for whatever he did to her. So maybe there's a possibility that she became that way because men have treated her poorly for most of her life, and she just, you know, goes with the flow and hopes for the best and then gets the worst. However, there's one type of woman that I really haven't touched on all that much. Well, it kind of goes along with that woman that is begging for attention and, you know, but this woman doesn't come in and, you know, dress like she just came out of a comic book or a fairy tale. It's just the overly flirtatious, flirtatious woman she just has to flirt with everybody. She sets her eyes on maybe a group of guys and then finds every damn thing that they say is funny. Uh and you know always has one arm around them or you know something like that. Overly touchy, laughing at everything and always jumping into the conversation very loudly. And I didn't you know, majority of the guys that I see being around that woman, they're usually thoroughly annoyed by that woman. They're just like, okay, yeah, okay, we get it, yeah, uh, uh yeah, okay, leave. you know, you don't have to leave, tone it down just a bit, you know, but, you know, she just loves the attention of as many guys as she can possibly get. Now, I don't know really cuz I never dove that hard into any of my customers' personal lives because that's their personal lives and honestly I don't care. And but I would observe like this this woman be standing at the bar and try to be, you know, have everything about her except for a big neon sign above her that says woman available. And so she would work her way around the room until she get got her hooks on somebody or a group of somebodies. And then you could hear her laughing over everybody talking, the TV's going and the jukebox going. Just this cackle that was insanely loud. And I... You know, I don't honestly, like I said, I honestly don't know if anything ever turned out for that woman cuz I n- never saw her not be single. And you know, and you know, good luck to her. I hope she, you know, hope for the best for her right now. But yeah, the it I don't and I can't even sit back and say blame the alcohol because she never really drank that much. It just it was just her personality to, you know, be extra, extra, extroverted. And uh, most of my coworkers would kind of cheer her on. And it's, and my coworkers were all female majority. And they would kind of cheer her on saying, you know, go for it. And, you know, I didn't really do anything like that because, you know, I didn't. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of found it annoying. Uh, and... And I, it was borderline in my opinion, debasing herself and well, you you guys know, uh, have you ever heard of that woman that will go to the strip clubs with, uh, the, her coworker guys just to be in the company of the guys and say, Hey, we're all going to a strip club. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Maybe I'll get a lap dance for myself and woo, we're crazy. And You know, it's that type of thing. And, you know, you do all that just to get attention? I mean, okay. Yeah, advertisements on TV, they basically have people screaming at you nowadays, if the commercial makes sense, of course. Those pitchmen are the worst. But when you go out and you try to meet somebody, okay, you have to stand out in a crowd, but... You know, what are you doing to yourself? You have to think about that every now and then. And do you wake up the next morning, any women out there, do you wake up the next morning going, God, I was acting like an idiot last night. And, you know, you can easily just say, oh, must have had too much to drink. But your bartender knows. You only had one vodka crayon. And you came in late enough where I'm sure you had dinner. So one vodka crayon. Okay, might have loosened you up a little bit, but not tipsy. My favorite story of a girl in the bar, though, I she is an enigma to me. I have no idea what this girl was all about, what she was doing, what anything about her. Uh, she's really, really pretty blonde that worked in one of the corporate restaurants across the way she'd come over to my bar after her shift and have one or two drinks before heading home really really pretty blonde big blue eyes and there was more I'd say like two or three um situations where there was a guy sitting at the bar see her and say hey bartender send her a drink and I'd be like okay whatever so I'd pour the drink, and then I'd walk over to her, and I'd set the drink down, and I'd say, uh, that guy over there sent you a drink. And she'd look at me and go, really? What do you think of that guy? And I said, you know, truth being told, uh, guys that send a drink over to a girl and expect the girl to come to him, I, yeah, it's a power move. And it's also chicken shit. Because, in my opinion, you want to get the girl. You don't throw bait and uh, cast out your bait and bring them in. You go out and get them. Of course, my track record on women, all you guys would know I'm uh, full of shit if you really knew anything about me. Well, now you do. But I was, I'm was i never a big believer in, hey, send her a drink and then hope that she comes over. There were a couple times where guys would do that. Like with the Russian girls, he'd say, Hey, send send them over around. And the Russian girls would basically say, well, tell them thank you and go back to shoot pool. They'd never really go over and talk to him, But this girl, she was always at least kind enough to walk over and say, thank you for the drink. What's your name? And by the second or third time that I did this for this girl, I walked over, Oh, that guy over there, he's sending you a drink. And uh, you know, it's like I, I told her, you know what? I kind of don't mind that he sent you a drink because it gives me a chance to come over and talk to you. And she laughed a little bit. And yes, that was a pickup line. I rarely use pickup lines, but I look back on it now and go, yeah, that was a pickup line. But she was always nice enough to at least go over, talk to him for a little bit, but I'd never see anything for, uh, come to fruition when it became, after that she never went home with anybody she uh was always friendly but she was just like well it was nice talking to you I'll, um, I'll probably see you again some other time and leave and that's what made her an enigma to me because I was like what is this girl all about you know she gets a free drink she comes in every once in a while she's great with her friends, all of her friends love her. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say she's an enigma to the point of like, uh, Sherlock Holmes and his love interest, the woman. And but it, yeah, I was just like, this woman is gorgeous and guys hit on her constantly. But she is always polite. She doesn't have to say anything mean. She just gently walks away. And I thought, wow, that is incredible. She didn't have to peel the guy off of her. She didn't have to file a restraining order or anything like that. that is really cool. So, you know... Just women are able to handle things a lot differently than other guys, uh, than other women and then guys in particular. And uh, just the way some women let the guy down, saying things like, I'm not interested in a relationship right now, or my boyfriend's sitting right there and he can kick your ass, it's mind-boggling how it can change from moment to moment. Well, anyway, it's too bad that I can't just switch over, uh, uh, go to commercial for a second, and then uh, be able to introduce my musical guest for the show. Uh, so, you know, segues really aren't the biggest thing that I do on this show. I just kind of go until, you know, I just, until I get to that next moment and just all of a sudden, oh, hey, we're done talking about that now, so let's move on to something else. Anyway, the song we're going to be playing tonight is called Better Half from their album Too Much Is Not Enough. Here is Jet Set Stereo with Better Half. That was Jet Set Stereo with Better Half from their album Too Much Is Not Enough. You can find these guys on iTunes. You can find them on Bandcamp.com. You can find them pretty much wherever you can find music. Check them out. Uh, They got some great stuff. You know, that last part of that track, I really love the way they went left left and right on the speakers. If you're not listening to it on headphones, uh, do it. Because it... It's kind of a mind. It screws with your head a little bit. Kind of fun. So anyway, getting back to the talking about the women personalities that I've run into various bar situations. The there's that strong woman that always catches my attention every time. And there's this. There was this one woman. She would come into my bar. She was a bar manager of another one of the bars in town. This bar, this town that I worked in, yeah, it had a lot of bars. And uh, I got to meet majority of the people that worked in those bars because my bar was ultimately the latest open in town. So they could go over and get uh, another quick drink before they head home. This girl came in, And she was one of the, if you listen to previous podcasts, she was one of those girls that, uh, that guy came up to her and said, you're the prettiest 42 year old woman I've ever met. And she was actually only 24. And, you know, imagine how far that guy got with her. Even if he, you know, she never fell for pickup lines. She had attitude. And I think that's what I liked about her because you know, when I was feeling goofy around the bar, I would, you know, bring my digital camera with me to the bar. And every time I pointed the camera at her, automatically she'd give me the bird and block her face. I was like, come on, I'm you're no fun. And she'd be like, no, you're not taking my damn picture. And, you know, I never really understood where I stood with her. Uh, you know, she, because she uh was going through uh relationship troubles at the time and you know she's she would say things like uh the only guy i could uh, cheat on my husband with is you and i kept going you know why is that a bad thing and i wouldn't really mind but anyway we you know we were good friends and it it was just, it wasn't a business relationship really, but, uh, you know, we, we had always talked on a very serious level and, you know, I respected that girl a lot. Uh, her coworker, not so much because, uh, she, uh, the, her coworker was, uh, at the time was a bartender. I've heard she's done major improvements with her life. Good for her back then she you know might have done a few interesting things to get maybe an extra tip or two from her customer and you know it was but they were they were somewhat friends uh, and I I remember they asked uh uh her the bar manager asked me to uh after she had gotten married to a really nice guy asked me to watch their house. And I didn't know what her coworker was up to at the time. And I, I asked her, you know, I'm not going to have to talk her down. You know, she's not going to all of a sudden show up on the doorstep. I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to talk her down or anything like that. Am I, you know, they just kind of laughed and brushed that off. I'd never really got an answer on that, but you know, when it comes down to it, ladies, um, it's, you know, try to stay. You you have that power. You know, in a bar situation, in particular, women feel like, in my opinion, have the power. Guys try to take advantage of them, at least on the nights that I worked. But a lot of the times, it didn't work for the guys. I mean, the guys would. It's like when the women came into the bar, they automatically expected we're gonna get hit on. We're going to get cheesy pickup lines, so be prepared. And don't let any guy buy you too many drinks because that's a trap. You know, you can buy your own drinks. And most women were like that. In, even in bar situations that I walk into nowadays as a customer, I don't see that happening quite a bit. You know, the guy will wander over say, Hey, how you doing? What are you up to tonight? And, you know, she'll be like, Uh, Yeah, just having a drink, trying to talk to my friend. Thank you, and kind of blow the guy off. If there's anything in this world where a woman has the power, it's in the bar. Because you have the right to say yes, you have the right to say no, you have control over... Executives, you have control over blue collar workers because a bar is where men, males, are all on common ground at that point in time. And if you're single women and you walk into a bar and you automatically feel like that you are a sheep in a den of wolves, no, you don't have to feel like that because. In a bar, you have control. You have the right to say yes and no. Sure, yeah, maybe guys are going to s- sit back and say, stuck up, or maybe she's a lesbian. Ah, nope, no, you can't say a lesbian anymore. It's women in comfortable shoes. But the, the point is, ladies, keep in mind you have the power. Because I've seen the overly flirtatious woman get, uh, you know, she will flirt with anybody in the bar. And then the guy would say something like, so, you know, we're getting along really well. You want to go back to my place or go to Sherry's and get a bite? And she'd be like, you wish. Okay, I think that qualifies as a cock tease at that point. But point is, uh, she had control. And it was just... You, you have to realize that. And, you know, this coming from a bartender that was more an observer than anything else. I always stood back and observed everything that happened. I never tried to get into people's lives. I never tried to butt in. And that's just the way I was. And that's how this podcast cam- uh, comes around because... I stood there and I watched these people and I go, "God, I would love to tell these stories to everybody." And you know, like I said before, we'd all sit around and say, "God, we could write a book with half the stories that we know." And sure some of the stuff that I talked about tonight were abridged version or stuff that even to this day I don't understand. And you know, the stories were kind of messed up a little bit. But that's women's effect on me. I mean, I don't understand them. I don't pretend to understand them, but that's the way I observe them. And I think, you know, probably observing them uh, might have kind of, oh, I don't know, made me uh, really shy towards women because I always thought I need to know what to expect. But luckily women have that ability to, to change what they do, so guys like me never know what to expect. One second, we're great friends. Next second, they just met the greatest guy that they know I would uh, get along with. And I sit there and go, damn it, I really wanted to see you naked. But that's not what it was about. Women, you girls are awesome. And just remember, if you are out in the real world, and you feel like that, you're listening, you know, Dolly Parton's song nine to five is playing in your head 24 seven, because you're feeling down about your job, you can't get ahead, you have no, uh, you don't have any power, go into a bar and make yourself available and turn down a couple guys. That'll boost your self esteem a 1000%. I swear to God, And, you know, just be yourselves, everybody, guys and girls alike. I mean, guys, you change your personalities, set up these pickup lines, try to act like a big shot. Women won't fall for it. Girls, you get out there, you get overly flirtatious, you get grabby. A lot of guys are very intimidated by that. Not intimidated, maybe more scared. And, you know, important thing. Alcohol kind of brings out a different person in you. But ultimately, try to be yourselves. Anyway, it is last call. Last call for alcohol, everybody. Uh, it was a good night. I th- think we uh, accomplished very little in this podcast. Uh So if you want another drink, you better walk your ass up to the bar because I'm not walking out there to give it to you. Just want to remind everybody that Hey Bartender Podcast is all over the place. You can find us on Facebook, Hey Bartender Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Hey Bartender P.O. And you can find us on Instagram, Hey Bartender Podcast. I post goofy things, drink recipes, memes all the time. And, you know, go there and check it out. I also have a website, hey-bartender-podcast.at.myshopify.com. And you can go there, check out uh, a blog, uh, drink recipes, and some cool bar, t- uh, bar t-shirts that I've put together. I want to take a second and thank everybody who's been involved on the Hey Bartender Podcast Facebook page. Denise, thanks for putting your input on uh, most of the posts that I put on there. Thanks for propping me up to most of your friends. Uh, I thank everybody who has been involved with that meme that I put on there where it says bills paid, kids fed, gas tank full, I'm a bartender. All 300 of you, thank you so much for getting involved. I've invited all of you to join me on uh, Hey Bartender podcast uh thank you John Frankenberg, thank you JJ Smith, Hannah Lee, thank you Huckleberry. Wow, I've never actually met anybody named Huckleberry before. Um uh, well, technically I haven't met this guy, but uh thanks thanks for the feedback on the Facebook page. And remember to head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and get yourself some Bart Hey Bartender swag. And help support the show. I'd like to keep this thing going. If you want to feature your music act on the show, drop me an email at heybartenderpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to be a part of the podcast, you know, if you're a bartender or server, have some really good stories, drop me a line at hey at gmail.com. Share your story, or maybe we can work something out where you we can interview you on the show a part of this it's a lot of fun i'm enjoying myself and i'm enjoying all these people that follow and listen to the show i really appreciate it but until the next show i'd like to quote once again my hero billy joel lots of love lots of sex lots of happiness and don't take any shit from anybody good
1: night